Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of John. Hi, hello, howdy, and good morning, faithful listeners. Thanks for tuning in on this lovely Thursday morning to discuss part two of the episode of The Blind Man. Now, I'm going to do a quick recap before we begin today's episode. But of course, if you didn't go and listen to Tuesday's episode, I do recommend going back and doing that, listening to part one of this episode. But faithful listeners, if you haven't gotten a chance to check out the P40 Ministries website, go and do that, please, because I'm actually quite proud of it. I've been working really hard on making the website look nice. So go and check out the website. And while you're over there, you might as well subscribe to it and get your two free chapters of my book out of the month. Now, of course, if you end up liking the two free chapters that you get, you can support this ministry by going and getting the full book on Amazon, and you'll find that linked in the description of this podcast episode, but it's also on the shop page of the website. So check out the website, navigate around it, and tell me what you think of the new design. I finally finished everything that I wanted to do with it um, just a week or so ago, and I, I'm I'm excited that it looks good, in my opinion. I finally have the website that I've been trying to create for a really long time, <laughs> and I've been uh, continually updating it for several years, ever since I started the website. It's taken me three years to finally get it to the look that I really like, but I hope you guys like it also. Check it out and tell me what you think of the website. But anyway, like I said, I'm going to do a recap before we begin today's episode. So basically what happened on Tuesday, we talked about how Jesus encountered a blind man and this man was actually blind from birth. So he had not had any particular sin that caused him to be blind. Even his parents didn't do any particular sin that caused him to be born blind. But Jesus said that the reason he was born blind was to display God's glory. So Jesus healed the blind man by making some saliva mud and putting it on the blind man's eyes. And the blind man went and washed in the pool of Salome, like Jesus had told him to do. And as soon as he was done washing his eyes and the mud off of his eyes, he was able to see. Now, of course, he had no clue what Jesus looked like or anything like that. So the people around this blind man were absolutely astounded that he wasn't begging anymore and that he was completely healed of his blindness. So, um, the, the people are astounded. They take him to the Pharisees. The Pharisees ask him all sorts of questions about how he was healed from his blindness. They didn't believe the blind man. They didn't believe his story. So they call in the blind man's parents to talk about it. The parents are basically like, yeah, he's old enough to talk for himself. We're not going to say anything because we don't want to be excommunicated here. So they put all the responsibility back on their son. And of course, the son had already given his explanation of what had happened to himself and his encounter with Jesus and how he was healed of his blindness. So now let's go ahead and read John chapter 9, verses 24 to the end of the chapter. I'll be reading out of the W.E.B. version as usual. So they called the man who was blind a second time and said to him, give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner. He therefore answered, I don't know if he is a sinner. One thing I do know, that though I was blind, now I see. They said to him again, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I told you already, and you didn't listen. Why do you want to hear it again? 
You don't also want to become his disciples, do you? They insulted him and said, you are his disciple, but we are disciples of Moses. We know that God has spoken to Moses. But as for this man, we don't know where he comes from. The man answered them, how amazing. You don't know where he comes from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God doesn't listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he listens to him. Since the world began, it has never been heard of that anyone opened the eyes of someone born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered him, you were altogether born in sins and do you teach us? Then they threw him out. Jesus heard that they had thrown him out and finding him, he said, do you believe in the son of God? He answered, who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? Jesus said to him, you have both seen him and it is he who speaks with you. He said, Lord, I believe, and he worshiped him. Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment, that those who don't see may see, and that those who see may become blind. Those of the Pharisees who were with him heard these things and said to him, are we also blind? Jesus said to them, if you were blind, you would have no sin, but now you say we see, therefore your sin remains. I mentioned to you guys the other day that I actually really, really like this story. And one of the reasons I like this story is because the blind man is just so snarky. Like he just gives it to these Pharisees. So anyway, it says that after the Pharisees talked to the blind man's parents, they called the blind man in again, though he's not blind anymore, but I don't really have a better name for him. And so they say, give glory to God. We know that this man is a sinner because earlier the blind man had said that he believed Jesus was a prophet. And that made the Pharisees really mad. They didn't want to hear that Jesus was a prophet of God. So they say to him, give glory to God. So they're like, you know what? You need to give glory to God right now. You need to stop your lies. You need to stop defending Jesus. You need to give us the full truth of what happened here. And they say, we know that this man is a sinner. And so the blind man says, I don't know if he's a sinner. One thing I do know that though I was blind, now I see. The blind man just answers so good here. He's basically like, I don't know the answer to that question. I have no clue. But what I do know is this, that though I am blind, now I see. That's a great response, actually, to... People who ask us questions when we don't know the answers to it. There's so many silly things that people do to try to like refute Christianity, you know, like the big one I, I remember from years ago was when people would be like, oh, you say God can do anything. Can he make a rock too heavy for him to lift? And it's just like people try to make these silly little arguments and silly little like thought ideas, I guess, thought experiments to get Christians to look stupid. But this blind man has the perfect answer. He's basically like, I don't know the answer to that question. I have no clue. But one thing that I do know, though I was blind, now I see. It's just a very logical thing for this blind man who is now not blind to say. It's so logical. He believes Jesus is a prophet because... He was blind from birth. Nobody is able to heal a blind man by making some mud and putting it on his eyes. Like no one's able to do that. That's never been done other than when Jesus basically did it right here. It's it's not been done. And the only way it could be done is if somebody had 
God's power. That's the only way it could be done. So sometimes we hear about crazy miracles that go on in the world that Christians are able to do sometimes, but even then it is through God's power. So it's logical for this blind man to say that Jesus is a prophet. However, these Pharisees who are so anti-Jesus, like they hate Jesus. They want nothing to do with Jesus's testimony or Jesus at all because they really are jealous of Jesus. It, it kind of just boils down to jealousy more than anything. Um, the Pharisees are angry. But anyway, going back to my initial point with this, the blind man responds to this question or statement, I should say, very logically. I don't know the answer to that, but what I do know is this. So that's really how we should answer people who try to give us like silly arguments to try to, you know, uh, make Christianity look stupid. We just say, I don't know the answer to that. And who cares? <laughs> I do know this, though. I know what Jesus did for me personally. And that's that's spreading the gospel right there. So the Pharisees say to him again, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? So they're like, you're lying. You're lying. How did he actually do this? So the blind man answers them. I told you already and you didn't listen. Why do you want to hear it again? So the blind man has probably repeated what happened to him at this point at nauseum, I would guess. Because not only did he tell the Pharisees, he had to tell his parents, he had to tell all the people that were like questioning him <laughs> how he was no longer blind. So like this blind man is just done telling this story at this point to these Pharisees because he's like, I already told you, you didn't listen. I'm not going to tell you again a thousand times. My story is not going to change. It's what happened. So he, they, so he, <laughs> he, he kind of like, it's not exactly an insult, but he jabs a little bit at the Pharisees. He says, why do you want to hear it again? You don't also want to become his disciples, do you? <laughs> so he's, he's saying to the Pharisees, like, look, I'm not going to tell you this again. You know, you guys, why do you want to hear it a thousand times? Because you want to become Jesus's disciples? Clearly not. <laughs> but that was an insult to the Pharisees. That was very insulting to them because they didn't like Jesus. So they insulted him. The Pharisees insulted the blind man. And they said, you are his disciple. We are disciples of Moses. So they're like, we're the saved ones here. You're not saved because you're following this Jesus but we're following Moses. We're disciples of Moses. And because we follow Moses, that means we are getting into heaven. You are not. So they say to him, we know that God has spoken to Moses, but as for this man, we don't know where he comes from. So they're like, we already believe in Moses. We trust that God spoke to him. We know God spoke to Moses and that's who we follow. But Jesus, God didn't speak to him. We don't know anything about this person is what they say. And the blind man <laughs> answers them, how amazing. You don't know where he comes from, yet he opened my eyes. So think about what the blind man is saying here. You know, he, he's like, how amazing, how stupid you guys are, or rather how blind or ignorant you Pharisees are, is, is what this blind man, this previously blind man is now saying to the Pharisees. 
He's basically teaching them, you know, this unschooled individual, this poor individual, because remember, the blind man was begging. He wasn't able to get work. And uh, not only was he unschooled, he was an outcast from society. And so I would guess that the Pharisees wanted nothing to do with the blind man to begin with. We know that a lot of Pharisees were very um, disgusted by the poor people, very disgusted by social outcasts. We learned that uh, just due to history, actually. So I can imagine that the Pharisees are going to be pretty upset that the blind man is teaching them. So the blind man answers them, how amazing. This is pretty sarcastic on the blind man's part. I, this kind of reminds me of fights I get into with like my husband, <laughs> actually. <laughs> I, I like really passive aggressive. How amazing. You don't know where he comes from, yet he opened my eyes. We know that God doesn't listen to sinners, but if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he listens to him. So there's a bunch of verses here that my Bible actually gives. Psalm 66 verse 18 says, If I cherished sin in my heart, the Lord wouldn't have listened. Proverbs 15 verse 29 says, Yahweh is far from the wicked, but he hears the prayer of the righteous. And also Proverbs 28 verse 9 says, He who turns away his ears from hearing the law, even his prayer is an abomination. So the blind man is referencing verses like this, where it says that God doesn't hear the prayers of the wicked. And so he's, he's repeating, in a sense, some of these verses to the Pharisees who would have known the law and the scriptures very well. And so he says, if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he listens to him. Since the world began, it has never been heard of that anyone opened the eyes of someone born blind, which is true. We don't know of anybody that healed a blind man's eyes by spitting on dirt. We don't know of anybody who has done that. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. So in a sense, this, this blind man is very accurate in what he's telling these Pharisees. And he's referencing scripture by doing this and showing a lot of wisdom in this response to the Pharisees who would have known all these passages to begin with. Now, the blind man is twisting these passages slightly to say that God doesn't ever listen to sinners because that's what it says here. We know that God doesn't listen to sinners, but that's not necessarily true because first and foremost, every single human being except Jesus is a sinner and uh, God will sometimes listen to us. And secondly, that um, God is extremely merciful. And so at times he will answer the prayer of somebody who is actively sinning or something like that. We know that even based upon stories in the Old Testament, like for example, the one person I can think of is Samson, who was like living in terrible sin, and yet God would answer Samson's prayers for strength and stuff like that to defeat whatever enemy. But I am sure at this time period, it was a very common thought process that God would only answer the prayer of somebody who was upright or righteous. But we know that because Jesus is the most upright, <laughs> the only upright person and the only righteous person, actually, that, of course, God is going to answer any prayer that that Jesus asks. 
So the, the blind man concludes by saying, if this man were not from God, he could do nothing. The Pharisees are infuriated and they say, you were altogether born in sins. And do you teach us? Then they threw him out. That kind of shows how high and mighty they feel themselves to be. I think they think that they have no sin, really. I think they think that they are chosen and automatically saved and even sinless. I think that's what these Pharisees thought because they insult the blind man and say that he was born in sin, which was factually untrue because we know that Jesus said that this blind man had not done any sin and that his parents had not done any particular sin to make him be born blind. So these Pharisees have no clue. They don't know anything about this guy. They just assume that because he was blind, that he was born in sins. But that was untrue. And so that's, that just shows how high and mighty these Pharisees really thought that they were. But in actuality, they were less intelligent, for lack of a better term. They were less intelligent, less wise, actually, than this, uh, this blind man who was a social outcast. So they threw him out. Now, I think that another reason why this blind man was so unafraid of the Pharisees is because he had been an outcast his entire life. Really, what did it matter if he became a social outcast all over again? Though I would guess this wasn't the the blind man's favorite thing that could have happened to him was becoming excommunicated from the temple. I can't imagine it was easy for him because he just got his sight back. He was finally able to live in society normally. And yet this goes and happens to him. The Pharisees are angry and excommunicate him. But really, this blind man had nothing to lose, honestly. And he stuck up for Jesus and paid the price. The price of potentially being outcast forever. So Jesus hears that he had been thrown out and he finds him. And he says to the previously blind man, do you believe in the son of God? And he answered, who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? So this shows that the blind man had no clue what Jesus looked like. Jesus said, you have both seen him, and it is he who speaks with you. And he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. So Jesus received the worship from this blind man. He received worship from an outcast because Jesus came to save people like this blind man. He came to save everybody. People like the blind man and also people like the Pharisees. Jesus came to, sa uh, to save everybody. And Jesus doesn't play favorites. So now... Jesus says, I came into this world for judgment that those who don't see may see and that those who see may become blind. Now, I do believe this is different than Jesus saying he did not come to judge the world. I think the, world, the word judgment and to judge is different. Yeah, I just looked up the definition of judgment. And the first word here is basically to, to make a sensible conclusion. So I think that's what Jesus is talking about here. He's going to make a conclusion of who is blind and who is not blind, basically. That those who don't see may see and that those who see may become blind. And he's not talking about physical sight. He's talking about spiritual darkness and spiritual blindness. Basically, those who don't believe in Jesus can start believing in Jesus and then those who believe that they can see, those who believe that they are holy, 
are going to be basically spiritually blind. So those of the Pharisees who were with him heard these things and they said to him, are we also blind? Because <laughs> they believed that they weren't, you know, they believed that they were uh, very special, very special people. And so uh, Jesus said to them, if you were blind, you would have no sin. But now you say we see, therefore your sin remains. <laughs> oh, boy. Man, that's uh, that's powerful, actually. That's something that we can look at today and, and apply to our own lives. You know, basically, what are we believing that we are enlightened in? You know, I think a lot of people are so fixated on being enlightened and being like woke <laughs> and uh, being right that we don't see how blind we really are. And I think this goes for anybody, anybody, myself included. There are times where I read scripture and I'm just like, holy cow, that is me. That is something I'm struggling with right now. And I don't even see it. I was actually going through a really, really bad period of just extreme anger. And I, I didn't even realize it. I didn't realize how much anger I had in my heart. And uh, it wasn't until recently that God kind of revealed it to me and was like, Jen, you need to, you need to fix this. You need to fix this because it is eating you up. I was just depressed, miserable, and it really was eating me up. And even my husband was like, Jen, there's something going on with you recently. <laughs> He's always very in tune because I... <laughs> I think he sees it and has to deal with it first before anybody else. But of course, I don't want to listen to my husband. <laughs> Who wants to do that? So uh, something happened to me actually in January. It was when I got sick and I took a few days off from the podcast. That was kind of when I realized just how angry I really, really was. And I was making myself sick, honestly. You know, we we often like to think that we are correct and we are right and we always have the good idea and the right way to do things. But do we? And I think that's what Jesus is uh, calling us out on. You say we see, therefore your sin remains. So I think we really need to analyze ourselves, analyze our hearts. There's a verse in Psalms that David says where he's talking to God and he says, search my heart and and help me recognize any evil patterns going on in there that's my own paraphrase of that uh that verse but it's such a great verse and it's something i think we also should emulate and talk to god about ask god to help us see things that we are purposefully not seeing or hiding from ourselves so that we don't really have to change that particular part of ourselves. But faithful listeners, I do hope that you liked today's episode. And if you did, give it five stars and review it, please. Because every review and every rating that I get helps the Bible Explained podcast to actually grow. So rate and review the podcast if you would, if you like it. But faithful listeners, if you haven't gotten a t-shirt yet of the Bible Explained podcast and you would like to support this ministry, then go over to the shop. You're going to find that in the description of this podcast episode and get yourself a t-shirt so that you can uh, wear a t-shirt of the Bible Explained podcast while you're listening to it. 
<laughs> All right, faithful listeners, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I will see you tomorrow for an episode out of Deuteronomy. Happy listening and God bless. Thank you.